0: Welcome to the Become Fire podcast, a ministry of the Franciscan Friars of the Holy Spirit. If you'd like to learn more about this community, visit them on the web at www.becomefire.faith. That's dot F A I T H. Now, here are the Friars.
1: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Become Fire podcast. Yay. Have you become fire yet? It's Lent. It's the time. <laughs> Get moving. I hope that you're at least getting warm. <laughs> but, but if not don't don't worry fear not father Anthony is here to help and guide you and I'm brother Elijah delello your your excited host yay that was a good I liked that word that was a good one yeah I think that yeah, that, that fits well um, not every of, day Yes. Um,
0: especially not in the morning time no but I think right <clears> now excited <throat> host works
1: yes I'm I'm proud of myself in that word so we are on a journey father Anthony I like journeys. Are like they kind of like a fellowship. Yes. We're yes. going to destroy a ring. That's right. That's right. That's right. And we are, we are fellowshipping with St. Francis of Assisi. Yep. <laughs> Good leader. He's my Gandalf. Yes. And we, we have been asking St. Francis for, her pra- for his prayers and intercession, and we've spoken about um, so far two of the uh, aspects of the Franciscan charism. We've spoken about metanoia or conversion, continual conversion, turning our hearts back to the Lord, uh, and then poverty. We spoke about poverty last week and just uh, detachment, being able to detach from those things which can bind up our hearts and, and, and uh, cramp our heart up and, and make us you know, less willing to, to follow the Lord at times. But this week, we're going to talk about prayer. Oh, great topic, especially in Lent. Yeah. You know,
0: we talk a lot about what we got to give up, but I was going to talk about the, this call, this call
1: to, to prayer. Uh, so important, beautiful topic. So um, I don't know, you know, where everyone might be on their walk with the Lord, but um, you know, there's there's different um, there's different times and seasons and different ways that the Lord might call us to pray. Um, but we're just going to talk a little bit about um, Saint Francis's experiences with prayer and in prayer. Uh, and hopefully this will help you in, in a particular way to enter into the season of Lent and, and it, uh, also in a particular way, Father Anthony, to, to meditate upon the passion. Yeah. Um, and so maybe if we can just talk a little bit about, and we, we, we began to speak about this last week, uh, you know, the humility, the incarnation and the charity of the cross. Um, and that's where we're headed right now. We're, we're, we're headed toward Calvary. So, yeah. um, can you just talk a little bit about um, well, I just Francis's you know prayer in general, but the the, the centrality of of the crucified Lord and yeah. and, and meditating on the Passion.
2: Mm.
0: Um, so they would the brothers would walk out from the friary sometimes, and they would um, be looking for Saint Francis, and they couldn't find him. And eventually, a brother would look up, and he'd be levitating up near the tops of the trees in in the, the forest. Um, up on, 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 near the car tree in uh, the mountains off of Sisi. Um, how incredible it is. The think about levitation, just in general, and there's been some Franciscan saints, Joseph Cupertino, maybe being one of the yeah. most famous ones who, who levitated, um, but um, that he's just completely like so absorbed in God that he completely loses touch of his surroundings. Um, he would go out with two sticks in the wilderness and just play like pretend he was playing a violin and just sing songs that he was making up like in the wilderness to, to God. <laughs> and just like, almost like David before the ark, just this, this fool for God in a, in a beautiful way that he has this rich, robust prayer life, um, in which he just absorbs himself in the think of God. He, he turns his mind and his heart and his will to God. Um, that, that oftentimes in prayer, we it's hard enough for us to get our minds on God, right? Where We get distracted by own our, our things. Our hearts, you know, hard to open them up to God because of our own woundedness, our own difficulty, our wills, even to, to go to prayer can be hard. That it's, it's, It can be hard for us to get our minds, our hearts, and our wills on God. And to see someone like St. Francis whose mind, heart, and will were completely absorbed in the things of God is overwhelming. Well, um, the thing that things that absorbed him the most, as we talked about, was the, the humility of the incarnation and the charity, of the passion, that he was overwhelmed by the love of the passion. And, and, and I mean, especially if we've seen The Passion of the Christ, which I know probably a lot of us have. If you haven't seen it, highly recommend it. A great Linton movie to watch, yeah. um, to watch Mel Gibson's Passion of the Christ. Um, it, it really—that's you know—a lot of movies about Jesus or even like the Chosen and such—they're they're nice, they're good reflections. But I don't really take them to prayer.
2: Yeah,
0: like that movie, the Passion of the Christ. When I watch it, like it's it's like food for fodder in yeah. prayer about what the Lord experienced. Um, but with that being said, um, that that for him, when we've seen the Passion of the Christ, we see the brutality, right, of how of what the Lord endured, which is very true uh, and the suffering he endured. But for Francis, overarching all of that was the love, mm. the love that God displayed, that he would willingly endure all these things for our sake, that we could enter into heaven with him, that he so desired we be in heaven with him, that he was willing to endure that kind of a death. He was willing to not only come becoming a man big enough, you know, he talked talking about last night, the charity of the, of the incarnation, the charity of his birth, but also that he was willing to die a horrific death so that we could have life. Um, and so Francis gets completely absorbed in this this truth um, and the, the the longer he lives the more he he lives to about 45 mm-hmm. um the longer he lives the more he gets absorbed in, in these things and to the point where so it's like we last week um, two weeks before he dies he go, um, does the Grecio scene um, and it's uh, a year after that um he's up in prayer and he's gone with with brother Leo uh, who was a priest and they're up in um, a hermitage in Laverna um, and Francis is off praying, and, and he's on like, kind of his own little hermitage. And Brother Leo's in another one. And Brother Leo is just supposed to bring him food, and Brother Leo is um, supposed to drop the food off at a bridge. Um, but Brother Leo, in the middle of the night, will see like light, like mm-hmm. em- em- emerging, like not firelight, but like heavenly light emerging from where Francis is, and he gets really fascinated. So he brings the fr- the food at the appointed time one day, and Francis is uh, is like, uh, well. Um, uh, what's if like what's going on over there? So he actually walks over the bridge. Even the Francis told not to, and he sees um, this beautiful scene, this this heavenly scene where Francis is in ecstatic prayer. Right? Ecstasy is a state where just you're you're not really physically present in your body anymore. You're still there, but your your mind and your heart and your will are so absorbed in God that you're almost out of body experience. They yeah. not say, <clears throat> and uh, and 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 he sees a seraph angel appear. And the seraph angel um, is one of the angels that are on the throne of God. And in the seraph angel, he sees almost like the image of a crucified um, man. And light is emerging from the wounds at it, on his hands and his feet and his side. And they're the, we're, 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 we're like from the right hand of this crucified image of the seraph. It's, the light is pointing to the right hand of St. Francis. Mm. right, And the left hand, left hand, right foot, right foot, left foot, left foot, left foot, side to side. Um, left side, left side. And, and these light is emerging from the seraph and it's touching St. Francis. And Francis is just absorbed. And the, Leo's like, oh my goodness. And he tries to like sneak away. And then um, Francis basically knows what happened. Mm-hmm. And he confronts Leo. And uh, and shows him that he's received this, the wounds of Christ, the stigmata, the first saint we know of to receive the stigmata of Christ, um, this gift for the church where he actually experienced the, the pains, uh, the physical wounds of Christ. Now why would God do this? Well, as we talked about, that the, the Francis could be a witness to the call, all of our calls to be united to the suffering of Christ, but not just the suffering of him, the charity of it. Yeah. the charity of his passion, the love that he displayed on the cross. And Francis physically felt these wounds um, as, as a, a means of expiation and a means of prayer, um, but as a means to, to display. Uh, but he actually, it's finally on display. He like hit his wounds. A lot of people didn't even know he had the stigmata. So he had his, uh, it's a year uh, after the stigmata, he dies. And it's not until after his death that mo- a lot of people realize he actually, there's these wounds on his body. And so he's absorbed in the, the, this beautiful contemplation of the things of God. Um, and especially on the charity of the passion of Christ. Um, which we talk about today, um, prayer in this call to have our minds hearts and wills united to God and particularly one great way to do that especially at Lent is to meditate upon the passion of Christ.
2: Yeah.
1: And um it's you know it's worth mentioning that again this was <clears throat> more near the end of Francis's life. So it wasn't like he kind of like had an encounter with God one day and went to the chapel and next thing you know he's He's levitating and receiving stigmata, right? Haven't we all been there? You know, you have, you're you're
0: on fire. You get zeal. You go on a retreat. You get empowered by God, and then like the next time in prayer, you're like, "I'm ready, God, for levitation and stigmata and you know the crown of thorns and you know whatever else you have. Yes, and, and, uh, and mystical is, union. And God's like, "Oh, little child. Yes,
1: little did you know uh, what this would cost you, right? Um, but I think you know we are we are on a journey. That's where we're headed. Um, especially in Lent um, but to reiterate you know that that Francis did go through uh, many many sufferings in his life um and so to to kind of just um, put it in a little bit of perspective for people and even as they're on their Lenten journey and and desiring to pray um, that Francis's prayer father was was you know there's some stories even earlier in his life the, the one that you had spoken of. Um, when he was praying to the Lord and saying, you know, Lord, who are you and who am I? Yeah. Who are you and who am I? Um, and even just his his prayer before the San, San, Diamo, San Damiano cross, right? Just sitting there with the Lord and the Lord kind of speaking simply to his heart. Uh, and that he didn't initially understand that. Um, And so I think that what we see in the life of Francis is kind of like this development happening in his own growth and his own kind of culminating moment um, in this uh, reception of the stigmata. But for those who are on their Lenten journey, you know, they're trying to grow closer to the Lord, what can they uh, learn from St. Francis? What can they learn from even just, you know, the experience that we're describing right now?
2: Yeah.
0: Well, I'd like to start, I mean, Let's, I would encourage people to look at the prayers of St. Francis um, because you'll understand how a saint prays. Um, and particularly St. Francis, I mean, a saint, you know, because different saints pray in different ways. But for St. Francis, um, most of his prayers are directed entirely on God. And um, so the, the church would tell us there's four different types of prayer um, that there's prayer of praise, we're giving praise to God. There's prayer of thanksgiving or thanking God for the, the gifts we've received. Um, there's prayer of petition where we're asking God for things. A prayer for intercession where we're interceding for other people's needs. Um, wow. and, then, um, and then prayer of uh, uh, praise also and prayer of adoration. We're entering into the adoration of God. Um, and that oftentimes we get into the petition intercession mode. Um, where we're either praying for ourselves and what we need and or for what we need for like our family, our friend who has cancer, etc., which are, are beautiful prayers, they're types of prayer. But we have to recognize that there's a place for prayer of praise and prayer of thanksgiving in our relationship with God. And so Francis, for example, he, 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 he gives a prayer to Brother Leo, uh, for Brother Leo to pray. And it's it, it, if you look through it, he you are strong, you are great, you are the Most High, you are Almighty, you are Holy Father. You are, and just you, 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 it's just d- speaking out who God is. Um, even his, his a very famous, you know, Canticle Brother Sun and uh, Sister Moon. You know, praise be to you, Lord, um, for Brother Winds and, 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 and Sister Air. Bra- praise be to you, Lord, through Brother Fire. Praise be to you, Lord, through Sister Water. That he's praising God even even um, yes. for what he has created and, and, and through these things, you know, to, to the one who has created them. Um, that, that for Francis, the, the prayer was, was directed towards God. And, and oftentimes we get focused on me. Yeah. Um, I, I I tell people in homilies occasionally, like um, if you find um, God looking a whole lot like you, we've got a problem.
2: That's right.
0: If or what God wants um, all the time when I go to prayer, well, this is what God wanted. This is what God wanted. This is what God, it's like if that's always what you want, um, then you've just conformed God to yourself and you've become your own God. Um. And for Francis, he refused to do that. He refused to be like, well, here's what I want. I'm going to do what I want. He probably recognized what he wanted, but he always recognized what God wanted. Mm. And the way he could do that was to simply point his heart towards God and his mind and his will towards God and let them be absorbed into God and the things of God. And then from that, he could get direction from God what to do. Right. Um, oftentimes we're like, God, what do you want? What do you, what do you desire? Um Here's what I want, <laughs> you know, and uh, and for Francis is like God. What do you want? Let me come to know who you are. Yeah, and, and it's about relationship. So at the end of the day, what God wants with us is relationship, he, and, and that's what we want too. Ultimately, if you want to be in heaven, you want relationship with God. Yeah, because heaven is eternal relationship with God. Um, and so if you actually want heaven, you want relationship with God. And so our prayers got to reflect that. That we have to. Recognize this need for relationship with God, and and so come to know your lover, you know, come to know the one who you're beloved, the one who you love, by 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 letting your prayer f- focus on on who He is. Like I said, when when Francis is crying out, you know, you are all, you are beauty, you are gentleness, you are guardian and defender. You are, you are, you are. Just focus on who God is, so he could so he could rem- remind himself, in a sense, he could praise God for who He is, but also remind himself. About who God was, because he wanted to come to know his beloved, he wanted to come to know his lover. And he didn't want to conform him God to himself; he wanted to be conformed to God, and then from that again he would get direction as to what God wanted.
1: Yeah, and you know, even in those praises, um, you know, sometimes it's 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 easy for us even to kind of just like you know, just shout out certain things toward the Lord. But you know, with with Francis, it's so easy to to kind of just. Um, to hear those prayers and to just know that there's something much deeper happening within his heart, that it's just, he's just totally captivated by who the Lord is. Um, And I think that this is uh, really important for us too, that as we grow in prayer, and you made, you made a really good point father, that as we grow in prayer, our prayer and our interior should be becoming more like our Lord um, our word should be more like our, our Lord's words, uh, thy will be done and um, so less, less of ourselves and more of him. Um, and again, I think this is what we see happen with, with St. Francis and the stigmata. Um, I have another prayer here. This is the, the prayer before the, the San Damiano crucifix or yeah. San Damiano cross. Um, and it's another just, it's very simple. A lot of Francis's prayers are very simple. Um, but it says, "Most High, glorious God, enlighten the darkness of my heart, and give me true faith, certain hope, and perfect charity, sense and knowledge, Lord, that I may carry out Your holy and true command." So again, like the, it's just so simple um, that He's He's asking for the the three. Um, you know, uh, theological virtues that we receive in baptism, those those gifts of the Spirit that are vital for the Christian life to live out our vows to the Lord, faith, hope, and charity. But then again, it all boils down to that I might carry out your holy and true command.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, you're just, you're nailing it on the, on the head right now because when we think of petition, often we think about our needs. Yeah. And we get stuck yeah. on our physical needs. Um, Lord, um, I pray you know, that, you know, sometimes you get out that I win the lottery, you know, but yeah. even, you know, when we get out of that, like, Lord, I pray that I have good health and I pray that I have enough money in the bank account and I pray that, you know, whatever the case may be, I, I, get a, I have a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, and all these external things, which are not bad prayers, but at the end of the day, like his petition, even his prayer petition is focused on the spiritual. He's mm-hmm. like, what what's my petition? <laughs> you know, uh, true faith, certain hope, Perfect charity. Yeah. That's what Francis is calling out. Um, that God, you want to know, know what I need? I need virtue, mm. because and then I can I I can flow from that. I tell you what, you know, if I if you have virtue, okay, take care. Take, it doesn't matter how much the money's in the bank account, et cetera. I mean, Francis knew this. Francis didn't have money in the bank account, right? He didn't have all the externals taken care of. He was suffering, et cetera. And um, and yet, in the midst of all that, what's his petition? It's it's to carry out his holy and true command. Mm. Why? Because to live a virtuous life. Um, and to have the virtue necessary to carry out the difficult, difficult journey that we're on in our spiritual lives. So I think it's beautiful that his previous prayer is really one that focuses in on, um, on uh, his prayer of petition is one that focuses in on the spiritual and not just the physical and material needs.
1: Yeah. And, um, you know, going back to that, uh, when we were talking about metanoia um, and even poverty. I think that you know, so many of these aspects of the charism they, they really do work together, uh, and then eventually we'll talk about fraternity too. But um, he's even praying in a way that kind of is cultivating within himself this continual conversion. Yeah, he's praying for his own conversion in many ways, right? Because you know, enlighten the darkness of my heart. Um, it's like that the the poverty is giving him that room to really see himself. As he is before God, which is really hard and really scary, um, and I think sometimes the Lord, um, when he shares himself in these ways with these saints, it's because he he has made himself so vulnerable. Yeah. Um, that unless we kind of meet him in that place, it's like how how do we expect to go deeper with him? Yeah. Like if we can't be honest. So like this type of prayer enlightened the darkness of my heart, right? Unless we can come before the Lord and be like, okay, (laughs) I got some issues, right? (laughs) I got some stuff to work through, Lord. But
0: Psalm fifty one, David, yeah, my sin is ever before my eyes. You know that, um, we like you can't fake it with God. Mm. In society, we unfortunately we're in a culture of like fake it till you make it, right? And we put on a fake smile. And we put on. I mean, so I wrote a, a reflection uh, for uh, in December. For we do it like monthly emails. Yeah. I talked about a, a lady who I met who'd lost her son, mm. um, and just the you know like this, this one lady, one girl asking, her, "What do you need? What do you need?" And she's like, well, "What I what I want? You can't give me. I want my son back." Mm. You know, and, uh, and 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 kind of this like sometimes I was just reflecting on how we we put on like a fake smile for Christmas because it's Christmas, you know, and this is right before Christmas this happened, and uh, I was like, "We need like." But in reality, that's not where our heart is. Yeah. Um, and in society today, I think we do this far too often. We just put on something fake because we think that's what's going to make us happy, or that's what everybody else wants. And and Francis teaches us like, you got to get real with God. And to get real with God, you actually have to recognize where you where you need God. That far too often, I meet people, and um, it's you know unfortunate. But it's like you know, how are you doing? It's like, oh great, you know. Uh, hey, do you need to go to confession? Like, no. Like, well, how long did you go? I was like, yeah, it's been twenty years or so. But I'm not. I haven't done anything wrong. It's like um, I doubt. I, I really doubt that. Yeah. <clears throat> um, like, I, I know very, very holy people. Very holy people who go to confession often. You know, uh, I, I know uh, our priests, our community, our guys uh, should be going at least once a month. You know, some guys up to once a week. I go try. I go every every two weeks. Um, And it's, you know, it's not because I've, I've, you know, murdered somebody. Mm -hmm. It's because, like, we sin. Like, we don't think right. We don't act right. We don't do right. And even if it's not sin, we just have imperfections that need grace. Um, And and Francis, to to say, this is a a holy, holy man. Mm -hmm. You know, a holy saint saying, enlighten the darkness of my heart. As you said, it just shows, he recognizes there's darkness in his heart that still needs help, that still needs conversion, that still isn't letting go of, what, of whatever it's attached to and still needs God. And we've got to do the same. We've got to get real with God. We've got to open up to those places that we don't want to open up to. we just want to put on the smile and pretend it's not there, I'm good with God. And that's you can never have a relationship if that's the case. It's like being married to somebody and like they never admit to their faults. Yeah. You know. And uh, it's like, well, we're never going to go very far. We're never going to go very deep. Maybe we can have a, a sustaining marriage, but at the end of the day, you, you have to own up to where there's darkness in your heart. Because there ain't darkness in his heart. So there's problem in the relationship, it's on my end, not
1: his. Yeah. So are there any prayers, Father, that you would um, recommend or, or even just ways of approaching prayer where we can start to do some of this? Yeah. Well, I, I guess I want to move uh, next to, uh, to
0: St. Francis once again, just to, to talk about two more prayers that I think mm. are so beautiful and can help us in our, in our spiritual lives. And that's his greeting to the Blessed Virgin and his prayer praising Mary, the mother of God mm. that we don't have all things considered a lot of St. Francis's writings. I mean, uh, compared to uh, a lot of people we have, we have more than, than others, but as far as prayers go, you know, we've mentioned most of them here. There's a few others, but in general, we've, we've at least touched on a lot of his prayers and yet two long prayers he's made are, are to the mother of God. Um, and, uh, and again, um, if there's any non-Catholics out there that they're not worshiping her, not, uh, praying to her as if she's God, but asking her help. Um and, and, and but first he reminds her who she is in a sense, you know, in his, his greeting stories. Hail his palace, hail his tabernacle, hail his dwelling. You know, that he's reminding, hey, you're the mother of God. Um and uh and then he ends up pray for us. Pray for us. Um it's this this great petition of 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 beseeching her for her prayers, um, asking her to um, to be with him, um, and and I guess uh, that he recognizes Mary as a companion on the journey. Mm. Um, to, to he didn't have to do that by himself. Um, I love Trez of Lesue, one of my favorites, and she said, t- t- "Talk about t- take the elevator." He's like, "I recognize that I want to be a great saint, but I was too weak to take all the stairs it would take to climb up the mountain yeah. to get there. I needed an elevator, and that elevator was love." And, and Mary's like a part of the elevator. <laughs> yeah. You know, Mary is the, the, this great intercessor we have in heaven. It's, it's the, the greatest creature God ever created, you know. Um, and, 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 and here she is um, in the heavenly throne with his role of intercessor for her people. And I just want to beseech us that, that we can get into some practicals, but I just want to do this one more thing before we get there is that to turn to her for help. You know, um, to really, if we want to enlighten, get the darkness of our heart enlightened. And we're, we're afraid to go there. Mm. We're afraid to, like, okay, I, I can't be. I'm afraid to look into my own stuff. Why? Because it's nasty. You know, it's easier to just ignore it and it's not fun. You know, it's, it's, it's exhausting. Um, and oftentimes we're busy. You know, we have families and friends and, and stuff. And it can be exhausting. Prayer can be exhausting it can be really exhausting because God wants to go there with you. And if you ever had to go there with somebody about like a really deep topic a really emotional topic, especially someone like me, it's like, it's exhausting afterwards. Yeah. Same with God. Like when he wants to go there with my own stuff, it's like afterwards, like, man, I'm not, prayer was not refreshing today. Prayer was exhausting. Yeah. It was beautiful. I loved it, but it was hard. Um, that that ask, ask Mary to hold your hand. Ask Mary to hold your hand and, and to walk with you, to pray for you, to help lead you to those places, the darkness of your heart that you can indeed uh, be willing to, to look into those places and those things that God wants you to look into um, because um, that's uh, those are the places that desperately need um, and need God. Mm. And oftentimes we keep him away yeah. because we don't like it there. And because we don't like it there, we, we're afraid he doesn't like it there. Yeah. Um, but he loves us and he wants to go there with us. And, uh, and if we're afraid, I just encourage us to take Mary's hand. And and ask her to, to walk us there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and I it's it's really um, you know, Father, you were alluding to this before, but Saint Francis is it's he's such a mysterious figure, um, and we don't have a, a lot of his writings. But the old, the other thing that there's not a whole lot of, and this is kind of uh, different too for the Franciscan tradition is there's not a whole lot of descriptions of the spirituality or like the prayer life of a Franciscan. Yeah. Um, whereas, you know, again, like a Carmelite, right? They have all of these <laughs> writings from all of these saints and even Dominicans to a certain extent um, who, who uh, were very influential to, to, to the Carmelites. But then you have Francis, right? And, you, and what you have is his own prayers. What you have is the, the stories of his life. Um, and I've often heard um, his spirituality uh, described as incarnational. Yeah. meaning that you become another Christ, that your your spiritual life, that your goal is to become another Christ, to become so intimate with Jesus. And we can't do that if we don't have his mother, right? We can't do that if we don't have the one who uh, received our Lord in her womb and bore him forth. You know, St. Paul even says "Um, in Galatians, you know, oh, you foolish Galatians with whom I am in travail until Christ be formed in you, right? Yeah. That there's this thing that happens in the heart of a Christian where we we become more like Jesus, um, and so the Blessed Mother, the Blessed Mother is one of those ways that we can become more like Jesus. Yeah, and, <laughs> and then just because you asked how, um, and I just want to just we're trying to get practical for
0: people. Yeah, I think we got a lot of practical in this one, but but just um, I would recommend you know for prayer, um, you know for just to try to, to experiment going in and just doing some praise first. Just instead of focusing on me and my needs and what I need or what, other, what I'm praying for other people, but first just focus in on giving God glory and honor and praise in, in whatever way. And if you need to dig, take these prayers of St. Francis, you know, yeah. um, you take them with you um, so that you can you can cry out, you know, you are good and you are holy and you are almighty. Um, and then after the, that, those prayers of praise uh, to um, to turn and to, to make that um, – the, that, that beautiful prayer in light the darkness of my heart, like to make the real petition and ask Mary to hold your hand and go there into that place, wherever you, in, in your heart. And then from that, whatever God does with that, let him take you on that journey. Let him lead that prayer time. Um, and let Our Lady lead that prayer time. And then after that, to move into the, the beautiful petition of St. Francis of, you know, give me right faith and true hope and certain charity. Um, that, that, that To pray for the virtues of God that you can become a virtuous person because that's what we want. We desire our mind, our heart, and our will to be conformed to God mm. and not to be conformed to things of this earth. And uh, they're going to be eventually, uh, it's just, uh, easier and better and happier to do it now. And, uh, instead of, uh, letting the fires of purgatory do it for us later. That's right. So, uh, just to encourage people to, to, take some good time of prayer and do, pray like a Franciscan today.
1: Yeah. And just to bring it full circle, just, uh, we're winding down with time here, but, um, back to St. Francis receiving the stigmata and his med- constant meditation on the passion of Jesus um, that especially during Lent um, if you don't have a crucifix in your home to get one um, but just to even just spend time that in your prayer to, to look upon the cross to, to speak to Jesus crucified uh, and to show him those things and to let him show you his wounds um, so that, that he can strengthen you in every way but Father, any closing remarks before I... I'm ready. I it
0: time. I'm ready. You, you, you kind of... I had to think on my toes last time. I've
1: I'm, I'm got to be ready this time. Okay. If you were a barista at a coffee place...
0: Okay. That would never
1: happen, but okay. <laughs> Work with me, Father. If you were a barista at a coffee place, what would be the name of the drink that you make that was like your special drink?
0: So The first thing that comes to my mind is is a drink called Tinker to Everest to Chance. <laughs> so, it's the greatest double play combination in MLB history. And it's actually a relative. Joe Tinker was the shortstop for the Chicago Cubs in a couple of their World Series victories. No way. Um, of the ones, not the, the previous ones from 100 years ago. Uh, and so, it was Tinker to Everest to Chance. And there's actually a poem about it, Tinker to Everest to Chance. And uh, about um it was actually written by somebody who uh, i think it was like a white soccer or a yankee who, who, who like didn't like the cubs it wouldn't have been a yankee but someone who didn't like the cubs yeah and he was like, so frustrated because like he has to call here's the the play-by-play and here's Tinker after chance which is a double play which means two outs you know which is bad if you're a the team batting and so i don't know then i could like tell the story too okay. and be like and, and it would be like a, a it would be like uh I know that's a great defensive. That's like one of the best defensive things that can happen for you in baseball. If you're mm. like, if you're playing the field, like yeah, double play, you're like, great. Like thank you, thank you. That's mm. that's awesome. So it would be something that's like it just gets up your defenses for the day. Mm. Um like a booster. It would be it would be a booster. S- it would give you something, but not like a home run kind of booster. Okay. It would be more like the the defensive booster. Like we're not this isn't gonna win the game for us, but it's like this is gonna, this is a really big step in the right direction. Mm. Um, it would taste a little sweet because that's just a sweet sweet play yeah and uh, and it would be frothy because I just want to say that word right now
1: <laughs> <laughs> Well very good father very good, <laughs> good I would way. I would order that drink <clears throat> well father would you
0: yeah um, pray well let's we'll just pray a prayer of Saint Francis and that beautiful prayer that you you prayed um, to end um, this beautiful prayer of Saint Francis before. Uh, the crucifix, that we can simply meditate upon um, the joy of the cross and Lenten season in a deeper way. And so we pray in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Most high, glorious God, enlighten the darkness of my heart and give me true faith, certain hope, and perfect charity, sense and knowledge. Lord, that I may carry out your holy and true command may the lord bless you and keep you may he make his face shine upon you be gracious to you may turn his countenance towards you and give you his peace may almighty god bless you the father and the son and the holy spirit amen. amen go in peace everybody god bless you thank you for listening to this episode of the become fire podcast the franciscan friars of the holy spirit can be found online at www.becomefire.faith that's dot f-a-i-t-h the franciscan friars of the holy spirit are also a 501c3 charitable organization if you feel called in any way to give financially to their mission, please go to www.becomefire.faith slash give. That's becomefire.faith slash give. May the Lord give you his peace. We'll see you next time.